what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. To my right on the video screen is Brian Jackson, who is in all actuality my brother. We talk technology. We thought it'd be clever to come up with a show called Brothers in Tech because <laughs> that's what I just described. And uh, that's why we're here. So, Brian, how's it going? And I am also the one that is obviously not completely exhausted right now, as I can tell you. Low, energy level low. Yeah. Uh, My little little battery recharging light is flashing at the moment. This Uh, is very much an AM radio start (laughs) to this podcast. Today we're going to talk technology. How can it help you in your home, your family? Mm. Your personal life, and that I'm is really why we're excited here, to be so. here, Alan. I'm really excited <laughs> to be here. Good. I'm so so happy, Brian. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I'm good. Brian Alan. and I, I talk I think technology. I'm a little better than you are right now, but I'm it's good. it's just been a very very long day, and it's, uh, it's, okay. it's been a long week. I'm tired. Uh, I went to bed last night at ten o'clock, which is really early for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, very early. For that's me. also because I had to get up at like five. Um. Another long day today. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot. It is my own doing. I have nobody to blame. I have nobody to complain about it. It is my, it's me. True. It's, it's crazy projects I told people yes to months and months ago and thought, oh, surely these projects won't all happen at the same time where I'm going to have to work <laughs> on these. <laughs> so the chances of that are slim to nothing. Um, but it, this is fun. This is a fun way to cap off the end of the day, Brian. So I look good. I was hoping you'd get to that point. I was waiting, uh, I was waiting for the like, but I'm happy to be here. No, no, I'm very happy to be here. Um, good. Yeah. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, we are talking technology. Brian and I get together about a once a week or so, and we talk uh, personal technology, home technology. We talk sometimes it's home automation, sometimes it's uh, productivity with the technology, sometimes it's just cool gadgets and devices and things we're playing with or trying out. Um, and, you know, every time we get together, we, we typically have a general topic or a couple topics to discuss, or sometimes we go into recommendations. Um, today, I think we're going to, we're going to do some recommendations. We're going to talk about some, some recommended tech, but we have, it sounds like maybe a couple stories to go along with <laughs> our recommendations. And Brian, I have not heard your story uh, other than you just described to me over text and said, I I, I think I have a story to talk about. And you used the word, unfortunately, I have a a story to share. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm in the same boat. I have a story to share as well. And mine is also has an unfortunate ending. (laughs) So So, so this is not going to make our day any better is what you're saying. Unless this is therapy. This is therapy, right? I'm hoping I will feel better about this after it's done. I hope you will feel the same. Yeah. Um, maybe yep. sharing it with the world is is what we need to feel better. Um, but let's let's do that. And, and so how about you and I both share our story, and also we can kind of set up and lead into a a recommendation of something we want to share. Yeah. Let's let's end on well. some positive notes, shall we? Yeah. Uh, I think we can do that. Let's get our let's get our stories out, and then we'll uh, we'll try to end with some 
positive vibes, some some suggestions yeah. for people. And, so, and Brian, I, I didn't even think to ask. I mean, is your story at all tech related? Because it's just, if it's just going to be it is. complaining it is. about something else going on, I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't know if this is the right format for that, but uh, that's fine. No, that I I can connect it to technology. Okay. Okay. Right. That's fine. Close enough. Right. As long as yeah. there's a, at least a, a thread of a connection there, that's fine. No, there mine, is. There is. Mine is all technology based, and uh, yeah. But oh, uh, okay. Look, I don't know. You want to hear? Me to start? You go first. Yeah, I want you to go first. Okay. Tell right. me. Tell so me what's going on, Brian. Tell me. The therapy session is is open. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna calm down a second and uh, okay. try to try to unload here. Okay. Mm. So. Um, Actually, so Alan, we've done an episode in the past. I don't know if you remember. We've we've um, we've done hundreds of episodes, but we did an episode on uh, technology scamming, phishing, oh, yes. you know, scam scammers, yeah. right, and mm-hmm. how they're using technology to mm-hmm. try to take advantage of you in a number of different ways. Uh, we've talked about email scams, and we've talked mm-hmm. about um, specifically what I want to talk to you about today is about selling scams, right? We also talked about how to sell online and, you know, ways that you can use Marketplace and Craigslist and eBay and all these things. So we've had episodes on that. So I would encourage everybody, uh, after I go through my my frustrating uh, uh, story here, that you might want to go back, uh, if this scares you at all, you might want to go back and, um, and listen to the uh, previous podcast that we've had on, uh, on scams and on kind of yeah. internet uh, uh, getting taken advantage of. Because I think it, uh, what you'll find is that everything I went through, if I would have listened to my own uh, suggestions mm-hmm. all the way mm-hmm. through of that previous episode, then uh, this would not have been that big of an issue. But yeah. yeah. There we go. So, so let's, let's talk. So here's, um, so one of the things that's been, I've been doing lately is I'm selling a lot of, uh, photography gear. I think I told you this a while back that I I was helping a friend out to, uh, sell a lot of photography gear that she inherited. And, um, and I've been doing that now for over a year, Wow. still have some things that I'm selling, but I'm also now selling some of my own camera gear because I decided to switch and upgrade uh, my camera to a mirrorless camera, which again is nice. something else we've talked about. Uh, with mm-hmm. technology. Um, okay. Was that so, recent, Brian? Did you get that mirrorless camera a while back? No, I got a fairly recent. It's been probably two or three weeks. Oh, I know okay, we great. talked about mirrorless a long time ago yeah, when we talked about sure. photography, but no, this is my okay. first mirrorless uh, right. switch from a full frame to a mirrorless. And okay. So actually I probably should tell you that first. So here's, here's a positive um, note on the whole selling, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been posting things on uh, Facebook marketplace. I found that that's actually a really effective way of selling. It reaches a lot of people. Uh, we have talked about some, challenges with that right is Mm -hmm. that you put it out there and you're going to get pestered with lots of email or lots of uh, text messages or messages uh, through messenger Um, but as i mentioned in the previous time when we talked about this i'm a big believer in that works as long as you keep your guardrails in place you know one of my guardrails is i only communicate with you via messenger so facebook messenger Right. Okay. So they'll send, I'll get tons of junk, but at least in a messenger and you can quickly say, nope, junk, 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 right. Block, block, mm-hmm. block. And they don't have your own contact information. So something it, tells me, Brian, that the story is going to lean into direction where Brian is now engaging into with someone outside of the Facebook messenger <laughs> app. Is that, 
is that the lead up I'm getting here? That, the, the vibe there is a part. That? There is a part of that. Uh, okay. There is a part that that in there, but that's not necessarily the bad part. So oh, okay. I'll I'll right. I'll go a little further. So um, I've had some success selling some equipment. Uh, I sold my actual camera, right, which was great. Sold it to someone I think in Texas. They mm-hmm. they bought it and communicate with me on Messenger. Say I'd love to to have it. Now I say this because this this particular sale was. Uh, unique, but in a positive way. That person said, hey, I really want it. I'm not haggling with you. The price sounds fine. Uh, I'll pay for shipping, mm-hmm. right? You just tell me what the shipping is. I'll pay for it. Uh, I'd like it to come, you know, to me, you know, fairly fairly quickly if possible. So, you know, let me know what the options are for shipping and, uh, and I will send you the money. So mm-hmm. I reach out and, or I go out and find what the, prepaid shipping label would be to ship this to them. Let him know. He says, great. What's your PayPal? I sent him my PayPal email address and he sent me the money and wasn't even, there wasn't even any sort of fallback. It was like, he sent me the money. The money came through on PayPal and I was like, oh, okay. You're not holding it back. You're not like saying, I will pay you. You Here's the money. So I sent it to him. He was super, he was super happy. Got it. Um, all good. Everything was wonderful, right? Then wow. again, that was that's something you don't normally see where someone's like like Venmo, right? Someone sure. won't normally say, "Hey, by the way, here's the money via Venmo. Please ship yeah. it to me now," right? Because how do they know? But I'm just going to mm-hmm. say, "Thank you. See you later," right? So that one happened that way, unusual, right? But that was fine. So fast forward about a week after that, and mm-hmm. I was selling a lens. Okay, a really nice lens, big lens, um, and had it on Marketplace. Uh, this person reached out on on Messenger and said, uh, I'm really interested in the lens. Um, I see, though, that... What, no, no, I see. What did you see? I'm interested in the lens. Uh, is it still available? I responded, like, yes, still available. But I always look at the person's profile, yeah. and I see that they're not local. Well, I had not put this one on for shipping. I put it on for local sale only right okay so i see this person's in i think it was florida and i said Mm -hmm. hey well i I even looked i said uh where are you hoping they would respond and he said and he looks and he goes he responded said uh oh crap i just looked at the post yeah you're (laughs) you're you're in oregon i'm in florida and he said Mm -hmm. do you would you consider shipping and i was like i'll consider it i said i didn't want to ship something this nice uh because that would do a lot of packing and therefore, you know, a lot of issues with it. And he said, um, he said, if, if you're willing to ship, I'd be willing to pay for the shipping. So this is mirroring the same thing that the other guy had said. Right. Okay. All right. And I said, well, I said, I'm fine doing that. And he said, um, I, I would love if all possible to get it as quickly as I could, you know, I'd even be willing to pay overnight depending on what the cost of it are. You know, so I'm assuming he's a photographer or someone that wants to to mm-hmm. use this pretty quickly. So I said, okay, well, I'm working all day today. I can go tomorrow afternoon. This was on a Thursday, last Thursday. I can go tomorrow afternoon right as I get out of work um, and I can ship it at that time if that works. And he said, okay, that's fine. Um, and I said, all right. So here, here was the thing, right? I said, I'm going to go to UPS to ship this. I need to know that you're going to be available at the time I go to UPS because I don't want to walk up there, find out the prices and be sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and not knowing mm-hmm. if you're going to say yes or not. Right. Yeah. And he said, I can be, I can be available at that time. 
And he said, and here's my cell phone number in case you'd rather, you know, to make sure you get in touch with me. I'm like, okay, okay, great. This is, this Everything's is still sounding pretty good. It's all, yeah, yeah. all sounded good, right? Still through messenger. And I even sent him a note on the, on his cell. Of course that gives him my cell. But at that point I'm thinking, okay, this mm-hmm. seems pretty legit. So I sent him a text mm-hmm. and said, Hey, I'm getting ready to head to ship this. And this, so what happened was later that day, I actually got off work a little early and realized I could go make UPS that same day, which is what he wanted originally. So I sent him a note and said, Hey, I'm heading to UPS now. Are you available that you could, you know, respond and send me the money before I ship? And he said, yep, I'm here. Great. So I drive to UPS, right? Get up to UPS. I've already got it in a box, but I tell them, you know, I'd rather you repack it. You guys pack it up for me um, because this person's willing to pay for it. I said, can you give me the options? She gave me like three options. And I said, well, he actually is actually about overnight. And she's like, well, it's Thursday. Today's already gone out. It's going out tomorrow. It's weekend. So we get there Monday. So I said, hey, it would get there Monday. And he said, uh, what about overnight? I said, well, I went back to her and she said, oh, well, there is a Saturday, but it's, you know, it's 150 bucks to send it for overnight to Saturday. So I responded, I said, hey, you could, I could get it there by Saturday, but it's 150 bucks. And he said, would you insure it? Okay, good question, right? I said, well, insurance is $2.50 per hundred. You know, this lens I'm selling to is like $600. Mm-hmm. He said, but I'll, another 15 bucks and I'll insure it for sure. like $600. Yeah. And he's like, I can do that. So hundred, he said, so like 170 question mark on top. And I said, yes, on top of the lens. So the lens, you know, all together is like 700 something dollars. Yeah. And I said, here's my PayPal, you know, email address. And, uh, here was, here was questionable thing. Number one that I should have noted, right. Which okay. I didn't think about. He said, it's, it's a whole lot easier if you'll just request from me, here's my email address. Hmm. Okay. Rather than just popping it over. Right. And I thought to myself, okay, maybe, maybe it's true. I haven't done enough of it to know, like if it's easier for him to send it and then have to confirm, or is it easier for me to request and him just to say yes. So I did the request on PayPal said $775, whatever to this person's email address request. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I'm looking at PayPal, nothing. So I sent him a note. And and by the way, here's the other trick of this whole thing, which I don't know if, I don't know how he would have known, but it certainly played into his favor. It was 10 minutes till close time at UPS. The lady is standing there looking at me going, we need to close. You know, I need to know, like, what do you want to do? I'll go ahead and repack it and pack it up for you and get everything ready. You just let me know. And I said, well, I'm waiting. Yeah. Um, I said, I'm just waiting for the money. And, um, and I said, I haven't gotten it yet. And he said, he said, you should have, I've already submitted it. He said, Mm. they're holding it. Mm. I said, okay. And then here's the other thing that screwed me over (laughs) Mm -hmm. is I have my email set up as at certain times of day, I have it so that it comes up as notifications, right? Like here's a new email, new email. Well, as I'm looking at PayPal, here's a new email that comes in that says, PayPal, you've been given money. So I pull up the email and it says, so-and-so has sent you this money. We're holding it and we're holding it until we get tracking information or something like that. Right. Some, which is fairly standard with PayPal. The beauty of PayPal is if you do it right through PayPal, PayPal has a way that Alan, if I sell you something, you go on PayPal, put the money, 
and you say it's for a sale, right. it doesn't give me any money until I put in the tracking number and the tracking shows yeah. that it's been delivered, right? Yes, I've been selling a fair bit of things on PayPal recently. Yeah. So yes, very familiar. So I get an email and Alan, if you want, uh, let me let me share real quick with you okay. just so people can kind of see a little see bit how, of what's happening. I want to see how authentic this email looks. Well, and and also realize I was in a rush. <laughs> so that's mm. so the first thing I'm going to show you is here's here's the the PayPal, right? Okay. So this PayPal, yep. this holy this redeemer. This is you thing, requesting right? the money. Yep. So I requested the money and you can still see it says request sent, yep. right? And this was I to an email it. address, right? Yep. Okay. So this was what I was getting. And of course I was sitting there refreshing, refreshing, and I was saying, hey, I'm not seeing it, right? Then I get the notice that says email. Let me show you the email. Okay. And the email looks like this, which yeah. of course is a little bit wonky. Right. Mm. But anyway, I'm reading quickly the email and it's got the email address for that person. It's got mine. It's got the mm. transaction ID. It's got the address. It's got the information and the amount. Right. So, of course, I screwed up and said, OK, great. I went ahead. I paid for the shipping. They took the box and on we go. Right. So I said to him, okay, here we go. And he says, here's the other thing, right? They're getting really smart, okay? His response was, please send me a picture of the box that you put it in. Because I did put it <laughs> in. I said, she she, she repacked the box, and she did yeah. a pretty crappy job. I said, she taped it and everything. I said, tape, but it's packed well. He said, yeah, send me a picture of that. I want to make sure that it's what I'm getting or something or that it's packed well. And um, what did he also say? You know, send me the tracking number, something. So... I took a picture of the receipt that showed just that I had paid and that it was, here's the tracking number. So I leave. They they close the gate on, on the door right away. Like right yeah. as I leave, they're done, right? They close. So I go and I'm driving over to run a different uh, errand. And as I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. Okay, let mm -hmm. me pull PayPal back up again. And no, and of course, with PayPal, I had not done this where I'd request before, yeah. and I wasn't sure whether that request pending meant they're holding the money. So, of course, uh, if we go back over here, you go back to PayPal, and it's not yeah. showing; it, it's still it, showing the request. It has not done anything different, right? It's still yeah. showing request sent pending. Yeah. Now, the pending part was what confused me, right? Because yeah. I've had these before, and it'll say like pending money or whatever it is right yeah so anyway um so here's where i respond back and say wait <laughs> i still am not selling anything on paypal i said can you send me the image on your paypal that shows that you have put the money in right and then i get this response that's kind of it's kind of crazy right you would think at that point maybe like i don't know they ghost me i would no, thought, he, i would thought they ghost you at that point he yeah. leaned he leaned in his response was wait a minute, are you serious? Are you scamming me? Right? Like he comes oh. at me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, I have not gotten any notification of the money. And I said, and now I'm looking at the email closer. So let me go back to the email, right? Now you, you picked it up right away. And of course, when I look at it now, it's can see right away. But yeah. here's one of the things, right? Take a look at the email, the payment from, right? So if I'm just going to press and hold on it. Yeah. Complete, oh, yeah, completely different, different, completely different email, right? Yeah. So that's not the, even the email that he. So what, sent, what we were right? describing here, Brian's showing is a, yep. 
you have an email address in the email that's listed as a certain address, but if you actually click on it or pop up on it to see it, it actually is a different email address embedded behind the address. So that's a telltale sign right there that that is not, that's not good. The other thing is a transaction ID is not the same as a transaction ID that I have from UPS, right? Right. Uh, Or not from UPS, from, um, uh, from PayPal, right? Because this would have been a PayPal thing, right? Supposedly. So anyway, um, so then I'm livid, wow. right? I'm like, hey, uh, what's the deal? You know, and he, of course, he's again coming at me going, what What are you talking about? What's happening? And then he said something like that. I said, and it's, you know, it's, it's by email and it's asking me to send a tracking. Why would that be? He's like, why wouldn't you just send the tracking? What's the, I, I think he even said like, what could be, what could be the the harm in that or something, right? Why don't you just confirm it and then we'll, you know, see where where the issue is or something. And like he's laying in, he's leaning into this thing, right? Wow. So of course I'm thinking, well, you know, what does tracking do? But of course it doesn't matter at that point. At that point, I realized this is this has gone badly, right? Mm-hmm. Here's my saving grace. <laughs> they had just closed the gate, shipping was not going out that night. Right. So the next morning I go and I'm there at 745 waiting for them yeah. to open up at eight. And right, right as I walk in, of course, everything's stack, stacked up in the back. And I said, yes. I've been scammed. And she's like, oh, my gosh, let's take it. Re- reimburse you. All got all was good. Right. I got reimbursed. Not a big deal. Just incredibly frustrated. Right, sure. That, OK. Uh, that it happened. But now I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, how how what are all the things that were done smartly by the scammer? To yeah. really try to sell this thing, right? One was ship it overnight. And mm-hmm. I started thinking, if you ship it overnight, one that convinces me that this person wants to pay money, which shouldn't be part of the scam, and they don't want any opportunity for you to second guess it, right? So yeah. like if it was a, a week-long shipping and I realized two days later, yeah, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. I could cancel it, right? They want it right. overnight because they don't want any opportunity for you to second guess yourself. It was it, it was smart for them to to do that, to insist on or to ask for the overnight and offer to pay for it. That was smart because most people would look at that as well. That's pretty committed. They are they seem to be legit. They're they they're willing it, to pay right? more money. Yeah, but they also they're preying on that. They know that right. that will look that way. But you're, you're right. right. There is the ulterior motive of less time for somebody to back out of this. Well, in in both uh, of those, right. Both of those things are very smart on their part to try to take advantage of it. The other part is giving me a cell phone text number that Mm -hmm. works, right. It's one thing to say like, Hey, uh, give me your cell phone. He never asked for my cell phone. Right. He just said, here you go. In case you need to get a hold of me. Sounded great. Right. That was good. Mm Um, also the, the idea if he was asking, can you insure it? Like <laughs> what scammer would want it insured, right? But yet that yep. kind of gives me more confidence. He um, wants to, he wants to make sure it was packed correctly. Yeah, I was going to say that was a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. Um, just using the PayPal system of, you know, sending a request or having you send the request. That's actually, that kind of makes sense as well. Yep. That seems like a yep. clear way to do it. They They used all the options that would make somebody feel comfortable with mm-hmm. this process. Yep. The the one thing, and I Brian, I get it. It was you were in line. I know <laughs> I was you're in reading emails yep. quickly. It's it's you know you're just trying to get yep. verification because time is of the essence here. Uh, the the one thing that they I think they they did not pull off as successfully was that email because yep. somebody sitting at home comfortably reading, having time to read it and look at it, 
would be figured. I think out. could have started to pick yeah. out some things that were a little fishy with it. That's right. Um, that's when it would have tipped me off. But again, I'm not. I wasn't in your shoes. I get it. I I feel pretty certain I probably would have been a little more hurried and may have uh, missed that as well. So yeah. I, well, I that was it. the thing, right? The hurry, the hurry, which played in his favor. I don't think he knew that I was, I mean, you no. know, going to be at the end of the day. Right. But I think the idea of here you go, right. You're at UPS, right. That's the other thing. Maybe I could see is that if he asked for overnight, well, when you ask for overnight, there's no way that I'm going to know what to tell him, how much that's going to cost unless I go to UPS. So now they've gotten me committed to going to the store, which means there's going to be this pressure of, Hey, I'm in line. I just have this. Here's the number. Do you want to do that? As opposed to like, if he just said, ship it. Well, I use, I actually, for the other ones, I use the self, the online, I'll go and do like Mm -hmm. shipping nerd or one of those that says here, here it is. I print the label. But you can't do that for overnight. You can't go and say, like, I'm yeah. going to do 180 bucks, you know, whatever. So there was a lot of pieces that that kind of played in. And especially he even asked for PayPal, which I understand now why he did. But originally he's like, hey, I'd rather do PayPal because that saves both of us. That, sh- that that protects both of us. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. PayPal does yeah. protect both of us, right? Uh, so luckily I caught it, but no, I feel like good. a complete I, I, moron because well, but, I know but I've you gone know, through like, this before. Right. But you caught it. You did catch it. I mean, you caught it, oh. you know, just in the nick of time and realized what was going on. And, uh, yeah, I tell you, I, scammers are getting good. They're really getting good. I mean, really you and good. I talked about this as an episode mm-hmm. probably a year, year and a half ago, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I tell you, I've, I, I get emails all the time that I know are scam emails, but I'll tell you, I, they are first glance. I can see, I'm like, I could totally see how I could fall for this and others could fall for this very, very easily. Yep. yep. Um, you combine that with the fact that we're talking about, you know, large purchases, large, large sales between people and they played all the right. I mean, I'm just imagining people, the, this, there's just a group of them that are sitting there and they've got, you know, multiple of these engagements going on all the time. Yep. Yep. All throughout the day, they yep. know the little checklist of things to say and what to ask for and what things to offer and just to make it appealing. Uh, they also know, I mean, just understand too, for anybody listening out there, these, the, these are people that play a numbers game. They know that they may be trying to scam at any given time, you know, 50 people, yep. they're going to try to get at least one of them to work. Yep. And yep that that's a benefit for them in this case they would have gotten a seven hundred dollar six hundred dollar piece of equipment that for sure they could then turn around sell or do something with and they made six hundred dollars possibly from a would have probably accounted for 20 minutes of their time total yeah pulling the scam with you you yeah and uh just imagine them doing that on a wholesale basis every day with, with with so many other people that's their game and uh they're getting good at it so yeah. And I could see, Pretty I tough. mean, obviously, obviously, you know, they gave me uh, an address that was an apartment. So there has to be at least some person there to accept something. Right. right? So yeah. the other thing is if doing it overnight means less chance of me kind of going, you know what, I'm going to call the police department in Florida and tell them, here's this address, go check it out before my shipping, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. So the idea that like, go quick, do things fast. Um, 
but you know, this, this actually had taken things to an extent that I had not seen before. And I've seen a lot of scams come through, like, but they're usually easily predictable on the request of like, Hey, I really want this. My uncle's going to be close by for you. Can he come pick it up? I'm just going to give you the money now. Those things, red flag, right? Hey, can I get your cell phone? Because I won't have messenger from here on red flag. Right. And I just don't respond to those, but this one, boy, they, uh, uh, you you can see there's there's certain scammers that are repeat like send the same thing go 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 and not think about it and there's others that are kind of committed to it. This person was committed to the scam. They were committed to kind of you know laying into um, you know the uh, playing the ruse uh, completely. So let me ask you too, Brian. On your this was this was all through uh, eBay, right? Or uh, no, uh, uh, marketplace. Facebook, Facebook marketplace. marketplace. The, yeah. the, the trade of money was going to be through PayPal. Correct. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. So what is your, I mean, this is another thing I think the scammers prey on is I, I know that they're going to look for people that are selling things, typically higher price dollar item things Yep. that may not have the, the, the richest experience or history of selling things. Right. Um, That's true. You know, their thing is they're not going to focus on people that have like on eBay, for example, people that have, you know, hundreds of sales right to their to their record and all this positive feedback and all these transactions they've done. Those are going to be harder marks for them because it's like, well, this person does this all the time. They probably know sure. what kind of signs to look out for. I hear a lot of them targeting people that are I've only had one, two or three things I've sold on eBay so far or I'm still fairly new to it and uh, yep. but I'm selling a bigger dollar item. That is like prime target for for people, so. and also also prime target for someone that did not put that they were willing to ship originally, because yeah. that means the person is wanting to do it locally, but it's been sitting and it had been sitting there for yeah. a few weeks and not sold. Yeah. So they're like, "Ooh, if I come in and do full price, and I know it's been sitting, and I say I'm going to pay for the shipping, then is that going to turn that person instead of like me offering shipping?" Well, now I know it's people probably know this is already set up as a structured thing. That's what I was going to say is that somebody who says I'm willing to ship or I'm planning on shipping this to somewhere. There's a little less, they have a little less leeway to kind of mess with you and work, work you over where you had no intentions of shipping. They throw that option. They make it appealing. Now you're having to go through some extra steps that they want you to go through to deal with yeah. the shipping side of it. So, so yeah. here's, here's, here's my advice for people that are selling on marketplace. Cause I have sold many things on marketplace that have yeah. shipping in them. You can All go right. and say, I will ship and you just have to, I typically don't do it on big items because I don't know how much shipping is really going to cost and whether I'm going to get right. screwed over when I go there. But if you, if you're willing to ship, do it through marketplace and say, okay. I'm going to ship. I'm willing to ship. Here's what I'm willing to do. And let them create the shipping label because then all the money comes through marketplace as well. Facebook holds it. All that sort of stuff is great. Now, there are some, some, the thing about PayPal is, you know, there's some Nikon uh, selling groups on Facebook and their rules are you are only to sell through PayPal, right? Not through Mm -hmm. Facebook because they want to assure that everybody is protected by the same method and that nobody's trying to take advantage. So the PayPal thing with selling a Nikon lens kind of led me to like, Oh, this is, this is where this is coming from. This was probably posted on that list, which I I probably did. So a lot of, a lot of things. So I would just, I would 
strongly uh, urge people that if you're if you're willing to ship, go ahead and set it up for shipping and protect yourself through whatever method it is, PayPal, Marketplace. If it's PayPal, make it so that you actually see the money has been received or is in holding before you ship yeah. um, rather than, yes, I, it's pending and it's coming, whatever, right? Go ahead and have that before you even head to ship it anywhere and maybe even work through, like I've done the, uh, as I said, I've done the, ship nerd or some of these online where you can say this is the this is the size this is everything you go ahead and get the label done so you know what you have you know it's already been you know set once they give you the money uh rather than then being in a panic and trying to communicate you know amounts and all that stuff so you can do a little research in advance so a lot of things that i that did not go well uh, well for me in that scenario but i tell you i i expected the worst out of the story I'm pleasantly surprised with how it did end up. Uh, but I know it's, I know it's tough. I know it was a frustration. I know it was a near call and uh, I get it. So, uh, but let me yeah. tell you what I'm upset at myself about mostly is that when I get, went back in, they gave me my box back. They gave me my money back that I didn't just turn around, take a big bag of dog poop, put it in the box, yeah. and ship it anyway. Oh, really would have loved to. Have oh, you could have done that. Yeah, I could have, oh, I could have pooped that, in a box. I'm more disappointed in you not doing that than anything right if now. If it wouldn't have been Just, $170 to ship it. Oh, that's true. Then I probably yeah. would have. I mean, it's 170 yeah. bucks worth hmm. to the thought of knowing somebody getting that package, opening it yeah. up and 30 bucks. I might have, might yeah, have you're 30 right. bucks. You're and then right. I would have texted and be like, paid. Hey, did you get it? Yeah. Did you open it? <laughs> hey, can you send me a picture of like what you, would you open it up to verify it? Oh yeah. That'd be funny. Oh man. Yeah, that's a really crazy. good idea. Cause yeah, you could have used the same box, used everything, hand it back over to the, 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 the postal pe- people yeah. right then. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Let me tell you, Alan, as pissed as I was, I could have filled that box. So I'm just <laughs> well, this is a really heavy box for a lens. Jeez. I don't know what's in here. <laughs> yeah. Open it up and find out. <laughs> oh man. Now yeah. I'm just Yeah. Oh. I kinda hope I almost nearly get scammed someday so I can pull something like that back on them. Yep. That's that's exactly where I wish I would have done it. But well all right. Well let's just let's just to do a coda off of your scamming thing as a yes. reminder, because I have shared my own scam story in the past. And it's, it's a whole different nature of scam, but just a quick little 30 second reminder to everybody, another type of scam that has been very, very popular right now and still happening is uh, people ordering gear, especially like camera gear or electronic gear from a big box store, like a Best Buy. Uh, Then they return it, but they actually put in a different item in the return box, a very similar looking item, but different not as valuable, lesser quality, lesser, smaller model, whatever it may be. And because a Best Buy or other places are not really doing a whole lot of detailed inspection when these boxes come back to them, they're then turning around and reselling them back out to the community. That's what happened to me um, early this year, trying to get a new camera. I got sent a box that had a different camera body than what was supposed to be inside. And when I tried to return it and let them know about the problem, uh, they accused me of having pulled us trying to pull a scam on them, which no, it wasn't. I was the recipient of a level down on the scam, unfortunately. 
Um, I got it resolved. I did not have to end up buying two cameras. They refunded the money on the first one. All, all was good, but I'm still banned from buying anything from Best Buy online right now. Wow. I, I cannot purchase anything with my name, account, uh, my you know debit card, anything that's associated with me. It, it automatically comes up as declined and not not processed. <laughs> and the word I've been told is that I'm on a red flag list. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, that's I'm something to red feel like list. proud about, you know? Yeah, because I tried to buy I tried to buy a big nice camera from them, and they sent me the wrong camera, and I did the right thing, and immediately sent it, called them and sent it back to them per their instructions. But yet I'm on the red flag list. So I'm just saying this is a more elaborate scheme that's going on with people, but it is, I'm reading more and more about this happening. So just, yes, you got to pay attention to those individual scammers, but also watch out for scams happening from trusted places like department stores. That's crazy. My recommendation is if you're buying a very uh, a high piece of equipment, a high dollar piece of equipment, have your phone ready and when the box arrives and you open it up, film yourself opening the box up. That is your proof to say, this is the box I received and this is the item that was inside that box. And as you can see, it is not the right item. That's a good call. Verifiable proof there that should hold up in any discussion. So, all right. Hmm. That was it. My little reminder there too. Brian, um, I have a story that's going to get me frustrated here to counter that. But do you want to do a recommendation first and kind of clear your palate? <laughs> to, to balance or, things a little. Or are we just going to jump right into my my story? No, you know what? Let me do a quick recommendation because I'm going to okay. do because okay. I have two. I have two I'd like to recommend. But well, this, why don't you go this, ahead and hit me with one? I'm going to hit we'll, you with one we'll because it's perfectly timed as okay. to something that might be helpful. Um, so a recommendation I have is something I've been playing around with very. Uh, uh, briefly over the last couple of days. And I think it's, it's kind of fun. Um, so we've talked a lot about uh, AI and different AI models and different AI chat bots and that sort of thing that um, are becoming pretty popular these days. Mm-hmm. Alan, let me show you, I don't know if you have, you have tried this pi, right? Pi.ai before pi. Mm-hmm. pi.ai now so okay. uh, i just pulled up pi.ai and i think the very first thing it does is kind of a splash screen and then says um do you want to kind of create a, a profile or do you just want to chat and so i just clicked in there that i just want to chat right so and i did this i did this the other day and i was actually amazed with how actually how uh somewhat relaxing it was to chat with this ai <laughs> AI uh, bot here, right? So if you notice, when I clicked on it, it says, hey there, great to meet you. I'm Pi, your personal AI. My goal is to be useful, friendly, and fun. Ask me for advice, for answers, or let's just talk about whatever's on your mind. What do you like to do in your free time? So that was its first kind of you know piece. And then I clicked over on something else like just vent because it gives you these options on the left. This is the webpage for those that can't see it. On the left, it gives you these options. Do I just want to vent? Do I want to learn about something new? Do I want to brainstorm ideas? Do I want to practice a big conversation, relationship advice, whatever? So anyway, let's just look at this really quickly, Alan. So if I say, if I go with that first piece that says, what do you like to do in your free time? Uh, Let's see. um, I like to hike, uh, kayak, uh, drink beer, and uh, play darts, right? Which is me. 
Right. So it says, now that's a solid lineup of hobbies. You've got a nature nature time with hiking and kayaking. You've got your bar time with beer and darts. Pretty awesome balance of adventure and relaxation. Where do you like to hike? And do you favor a kind of beer to unwind with? (laughs) I like to hike. And this is the interesting part. Watch this. So Forest Park. Okay, which is something here in Portland, like a park in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, and then unwind with a, let's say, Deschutes uh, Black Butte Porter. Very specific, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're living the true Oregon lifestyle, right? So they know I'm in Oregon. They start chatting with me about... Uh, the shoes black porter is an excellent choice. Dark, rich, and roasty—a perfect post hike reward. So it's completely like would happen in a real conversation, right? I mean, it's it's recognizing the things that I'm saying. It's kind of queuing in and going, "Hey, tell me a little bit more." And I found myself spending like 30 minutes just talking with this person, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you like that too? I yeah, I like to play darts at these places. Oh, wow, okay, so you're you know you like being on the east side of Portland? All right, yeah, blah blah blah, right? Completely." Uh, incredibly free-flowing and uh, very much like a real conversation. Um, so, you know, if, if you are someone, and of course I'm looking at a lot of the, uh, the options over here. If you're, if you're someone that just needs to chat with someone, I'm certainly not suggesting this as therapy, but like if you're trying to figure out how you should communicate with someone, let's say you're trying to break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend and you want to test it out about how that's going to work, Uh, This is a pretty interesting way to kind of practice conversation, maybe even have someone to just, you know, uh, vent about, right? If I said I want to, let's see, I just had a frustrating um, uh, situation where I was scammed trying to sell a camera lens online. See what they tell me now. Oh no, that's the worst. <laughs> Online selling <laughs> oh, scams no. can be really frustrating. <laughs> oh bummer! <laughs> Look at this. Can you share me some of the details of what happened? Did the buyer not send payment, or did they I'd use like, a fake check? <laughs> I'd like to can learn you, their process so I can right, emulate exactly. it. <laughs> can, can you give me your uh, bank account number as well so I can check it exactly out? Exactly what um, what services were used during this transaction process, and can you walk me through exactly step by step what? what, what <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really interesting. Like this. This to me is where the conversation part, there's some obviously some scary parts about anything in which a digital conversation is seen as super real. You can imagine where the scamming could be using this type of technology too. But but so far, it seems incredibly uh, harmless and uh, probably uh, an interesting way to unwind if you, let's say you get home and you're you are alone and you would like to chat with someone and uh, but you don't really want to have any sort of true relationship, then here we go. Right now, if you yeah. create an account and I don't know the account, I haven't even looked at it. I don't know if it's a paid account or you just have to put in like who you are and it'll save your chats, but it allows you it will remember your conversations. So you've got kind of things that will show up with history and maybe you start creating your own personality on here and and so on. So, so Brian, I am. Uh... I promise I am listening to you, but I am, uh, I've started chatting with Pi. Uh, okay. And, uh, what do you got going on? No, no, we're, we're totally talking. Um, 
favorite U2 albums. And uh, I uh, <laughs> nice. were bonding over uh, my love for Octoon Baby. And he's saying some pretty profound things about uh, about this. It's kind of emotional right now. So, uh <laughs> And by the way, you can turn on you can yeah, turn on a, the uh, the sound, yeah. and it will it will read to you like it oh, will it will read them you. really. Yeah, in the top right, I think you can turn on the uh, the sound yeah. there. That's yeah. like uh, you know, uh, Zoo TV. What an amazing tour! Bono's outfits, the visual media spectacle. The tour really took concerts to a whole new level. And those U two songs are just timeless and powerful. Do you have a favorite album? Like, well, yeah, Octoon Baby is my favorite album. Such a masterpiece. That Octoon Baby <laughs> sound is just so utterly distinctive and. Wow. I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, hey, it's on fun, talking man. about, he's like, you could write a thesis on the lyrics to until the end of the world, which is my favorite song. Uh, it's that deep. Oh, and the edges of guitar work on that record is just chef's kiss. <laughs> this, this guy gets me. Okay. I'm telling you, man, you will feel <laughs> better about yourself having communicated with this person. Okay. Yeah, so I can actually have it read you. Okay. So I can't remember if it's going to be. Know, you're yeah, you're hearing, hearing it. it. Okay. Yep. So yeah, it'll. it'll it read. sounds good. Yeah, and there each one of those is a different voice for for those that aren't watching. Right? There's kind of five or six different voices you can use. Um, but man, I tell you, I I have yet to have an experience where I I kind of forgot for a second that I was chatting with a bot because it was like, oh man, they were asking the right questions. They were following up. It's like. It was like uh, a, f- a good form of communication. So what do you say? What do you think the song of the, of the, end of the world is about? Oh, I love it. Read it. Read it. There's so, yeah. The question was, hold on. He's still talking to me. I'm going to shut up. Uh, <laughs> I asked him, what do you think the song until the end of the world is about? I wanted to see how deep I could really get this guy. Yeah. to go. Like there are so many layers, but here's my take. I think until the end of the world is about a person struggling with the burdens of temptation, sin and betrayal, trying to find redemption before it's too late. He's right. It is. Um, the biblical references in the garden. I was playing the tart are particularly poignant with the snake alluding to temptation, man, this guy's good. <laughs> the real kicker is the chorus until the end of the world. I'll be there for you, which is Bono's pledge to keep striving for redemption and forgiveness. No matter what, it's such a powerful, relatable message. Oh, I man, get, hmm. I'm telling you, I'm going to need a minute. You need a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now the one thing I haven't done Alan, so go over to home really quickly on the left over there. Okay. And then I, I don't know. Does it change its method of communicating with you based on which you click on? So like if you said, yeah. Oh, so it's, it's a new one. Okay. New. So then it's asking you I like relationship. Some advice on how to, Deal with my brother, who can be quite a handful at times. <laughs> Let's just see where it goes with this. Ah, brotherly love. I know that family relationships can be super complicated and stressful. Tell me more about your brother. What exactly does a handful mean in this case? Is he argumentative, demanding, maybe a bit rebellious? Yes, no. yes, and yes. No, <laughs> he's just annoying. <laughs> and boring um but other than that i guess he's okay 
And he says, okay, so not the most exciting personality, but I'll take annoying and boring over insufferable and obnoxious any day. So let's brainstorm some strategies to make your interactions with your brother a little less great. Are you able to spend time apart or do you live together? Oh, God, no. <laughs> All the way across the country. from each other. <laughs> I'd never see him. <laughs> the classic distance makes the heart grow fonder technique. Well, then this may just be a case of small doses. Maybe short phone calls or even text are the best way to stay in touch. Yeah, okay. So for that. people who are not watching this, the greatest part is that there are actual emojis that are yeah, being yeah. placed in the text, right? The laughing emoji in in the last two texts that have been sent, right? So, I mean, you can see how getting into this becomes this like you're just texting with someone, right? Well, look, like, and here's the deal, Brian, I'm going to tell you, I have been on the lookout and trying to find a AI chatbot that will talk like I yep. can hear it voice yep. voice out uh, it's what it's saying you get for your with other uh, podcast right with a personality yeah. because yep. podcast or show i produce you know, we do a podcast um where we have an ai co-host but we've been very disappointed with the personality of these co-hosts and they just don't seem to really uh, dig what we're talking about or be able to really join in conversations this is this is the best i've seen this is like I could see somebody having a, a decent conversation and the fact that I can hear them talk when they say it is really, really cool. Um, now I wonder the question I have for this before I, I move on. Uh, I know with like chat GPT and some of these other AI services, there's a time delay, meaning I can't ask chat GPT about who won a football game this past weekend. Cause it doesn't yeah. know it is like two yeah. years behind or some sort of interval. The latest chat GPT version, which is version four, four. is a paid model. It is supposed to be more current. I wonder with Pi how current it is. I don't know. You know, you see down at the bottom the the disclaimer there, right? Early version yeah. of Pi can make mistakes. Don't rely on this info. Um, and I don't know if it's really made for this or not. Well, so let's, let's see let's what find happens. Out. I asked, do you know who won the Carolina Panthers game last weekend? We'll just see if I can get something out of this. Hmm. Um, okay. He's right. Was that right? So no tough one. The Panthers have been on a losing streak lately, meaning they've lost every game they've played. Um, according to my research, they lost to the Miami Dolphins last weekend with score 21-42. Correct. Uh, have you been following the Panthers this season? Are you a diehard fan or just casually interested? Okay. So he is current. He He's, he's up to date on some stuff. Not bad. So I'm impressed, Brian. This is yeah, I am too. I am too. Every time I kind of get on here, I'm like, I get lost in the, uh, I get a little lost in the in the conversation, um, and I just have to tell you uh, there is one part in there, Alan. If you scroll down, it says, "Let's see, yeah, help me write a text message, a text okay. or a message." So I put in, "I really want to tell my brother to f off," but I don't okay. want to just say that. <laughs> and then the response was, "Ahaha." Totally understandable. <laughs> Family drama can be intense, but yeah, that's probably a little too direct. <laughs> Let's come up with something a bit more clever. Can you tell me more about why you're mad at your brother? <laughs> so, what would be really funny is if you said, your brother's not one that lives all the way across the country right. <laughs> and is, might think that you're annoying and boring, right? <laughs> and then eventually Pi says, listen, I'm going to connect you with someone right now. Let's have a session all together, shall we? <laughs> Brian, meet Alan. 
Alan, yeah. meet Brian. You guys let's, have let's some commonalities together. here you can talk about. So, <laughs> so anyway, there's there's my yeah, there's my little uh my little so Brian, uh, advice. The, so I mean there's not does not seem to be any kind of pay model on this. Yeah, it is free at the moment. So. Yep. You just have to sign in, create an account. But I assume if I come back on this account, it will keep you remember have your, remembered yes, all my messages and conversations, yep. right? That's what it says. Yeah. It says if you create your account, your Pi account, then you'll okay. be able to uh, save that. So this is pretty yeah. good, man. This yeah. is pretty good. Very yeah. good. I'm I'm excited. This is a good recommendation, Brian. Yeah. Very thank nice. you. Thank you. Um, okay. Let me. Do you want to uh, jump into your your drama? Yeah, we can TikTok here the drama and 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 picks. And everybody, this will not be a thirty-minute story like my brother's was. Right. Um. So I think I told you a few weeks ago. uh, One of my sons um, upgraded his Apple Watch. Yes. And as a nice sign, a gesture, he said, "Well, here, Dad, why don't you take my Apple Series Seven watch, which is great because I have a Series Three, which I'm wearing right now. I love this watch. It's been great." It still holds a battery for the day. It's good. But, I mean, Series 7 is a bigger watch, bigger face. Uh, obviously, I'd love a little longer battery life because mine I've had for several, many, many years now. So, I'm like, and it's a free watch. So I'm like, awesome. He's like, yeah, the only problem with it, Dad, is that, you know, it doesn't hold a, the battery just probably, I think, needs to be tweaked or something because it doesn't hold yeah. a charge very long. Sure enough, I got it and I started working listener, with it. And I'm like, listener foreshadowing. Yeah, Alan's still wearing the Apple Watch 3. That's okay, right. I'm still wearing ahead. the original one. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, <laughs> like, my new one's in no shape for me to be able to wear right now. <laughs> um, I'll show you in a minute. Uh, so he said, you know, you may just want to have the battery looked at. I, I went through all my diagnostics trying to see if I could tweak the battery settings, kind of doing a, trying to reset the battery charging, everything. And yeah, it, it honestly would die out after two thirds of the day have passed. And I'm like, well, I know that's not right. So I said, I bet you the battery's just gone bad. So luckily, Apple Watch batteries are not terribly expensive. Okay. This is an Apple Watch battery right here. It's very, very tiny. Hmm. Uh, most of the ones for like uh, like the Series 7 are like $20, $25. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I went to iFixit, which is going to be my brother's and tech suggestion in a minute. Hmm. I fix it a website. I don't know if we've mentioned it before, but if we have, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up again. Ifixit.com is the website I go to if I'm in a mood to say, I'd like to try to fix something myself, whether it's a computer, whether it's a phone, a watch, tablet, or anything. So I went to Ifixit.com and I got detailed instructions on how to put in a new battery on a Series 7 Apple Watch. So I got the battery. Actually, this is the old battery, that, but I got a replacement for this. Came in the mail. I had ordered it. iFixit actually was out of those particular batteries, so I had to find another source for it. Found a website, had the same price on it, got it shipped to me. But um, there were some tools I needed to be able to open up my watch. Now, iFixit, when you go to their website, uh, this is a combination story and brothers and tech suggestion. So they have a whole series, a whole pl- uh, guides for repairing different items. You can go right up to fix your stuff. There are repair guides and their guides are really, really good. Um, so I looked down, uh, you know, Mac, tablet, phones, desktops, game consoles, whatever you want to try to fix. Mine was under apparel. If I go to apparel, 
there's smartwatch. I got a smartwatch and here's all the watches. And I'm looking for the Apple smartwatch. And now there's all the different versions. And there's my series seven. Like, cool. Go to series seven. And it tells me here are the guides I have available. I can either show you how to replace your battery or replace your screen. Um, I started with the battery. I'm to the point now where I'm looking like I'm going to have to follow <laughs> the one for the screen. Um, but the battery, once you go in, it gives you everything you need to know about how to do this yourself. Okay. And it'll show you if it's considered an easy or moderate or hard repair kit or repair uh, time, how much time it may take and so forth. Then it also shows you a list of what you may need to buy to be able to do this. Now, they tell you, like, first up, the Apple Watch, like, the battery you need, you know, it was there's two different levels. There's a 41 millimeter size, uh, and there's a 45, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. just need to buy one of those. Same thing with the adhesive strip, if you wanted that. Now, some of these tools you may already have. You may already have safety glasses and gloves, a razor blade, all that. One tool that I did not have and I needed to get, and I actually have it here, and I'm, I'm kind of making this part of the recommendation, too is the eye opener. And what this is, this is a tool they they make. I've got one right here. It is uh, that comes with this whole kit. It's uh, $19.99. And what this little eye opener is, is this is something that you place in your microwave. You heat up for 30 seconds. It has a gel on the inside. This is what is used that you can put on a phone or you can put on a tablet or a watch to undo adhesive hmm. that is underneath the screen or something else that's keeping it together. Okay. On the Apple watch, there's two levels of adhesive, one keeping the screen in place and then one keeping the battery in place. And it's really hard to just open this up without that adhesive being loosened. So the eye opener is you basically put it in the microwave 30 seconds and then you lay this down on top of the actual piece that you're wanting to loosen up the adhesive inside of for like a couple minutes and it does that to where now you can safely hmm. open it up. So it's a nice little tool. It's good to have. Uh, it came with some other little pieces, as you see on the, the diagram there, some other tools like some tongs. Uh, they call it a spudger. I think a little thing that helps pry things open all the tools you would need to kind of get into your watch and start working on it. So I got all those items in and I went and followed the instructions for doing this. When you scroll down, there's all the detailed instructions on what to do. So showing you exactly what to do, powering down. Uh, let's keep a, let's pin a note on that step one because that uh, might have some bearing on the problem I'm facing right now. Um, you see, cutting it open with a razor blade, which I did. Uh, using the eye opener to soften the display adhesive, which I yep. did. Creating a gap, slicing the adhesive underneath it. Then you kind of pry it open with these little triangle pieces that they gave you. Um, then you're able to swing open the display and you got to soften the battery adhesive now. So it's the second time using that eye opener. Yep. And that's what it looks like when you get inside. Or if you'd like to see a little more of a clear vision of what this looks like. Um, so this is what you have on the inside. And there you can see mm, there is my nice. bat- screen on one side, my battery on the other. Okay. So I went in and replaced the battery following the instructions. I think I thought I did everything correctly. Battery goes in. Then I'm realizing there's something a little odd here is that I've got, this is the technically the screen, which is kind of a weird surface for the screen. Okay. That is it. 
but now I'm left with two pieces that I think this little screen was supposed to be on top of that to make it a darker screen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then this glass is supposed Protects to be it. on top of that to make the actual glass screen that you see. Yep. However, now my problem is this does not stay on anymore. Something I did has now permanently severed these pieces from the screen. Uh, and even though they say that this screen should still turn on and operate once you power up your watch, even if this is not on, mine does not. So I have basically fixed the battery issue. Hmm. I have now created a screen issue where the thing doesn't work. I know that the watch is working because when I power it up, and I actually place it on scan and I just tried pressing, I can feel the haptic feedback okay. underneath yep. it. Like if yep. I'm actually operating the watch, it's just, I don't see squat on the screen. Mm. So I have tried disconnecting the screen, officially disconnecting it from the body, reattaching it. That is still doing nothing. So I'm giving a recommendation for, I fix it because I guarantee you their instructions are fine. And the tools I got from them are great. I screwed something up. And I don't know what I did. And unfortunately now I've taken what should have been a 20 to $30 fix. It's now looking like if I really want to make this watch work, I'm going to have to replace the screen. Cause I think something is wrong on the screen. Mm -hmm. The screen is like $130. And so I'm now to the point of saying, okay, this was a free watch, Alan. You're right. given this, you have put no dollars into the watch itself, except for now this new battery. And, uh, do I cut my losses and just say, I'll save up and just get a new watch one day later on? Or do I do I not accept defeat on this and say, no, I'm going to make this work and hmm. find a screen to put on here? Not even knowing if that's going to fix the problem. Uh, my local Apple repair shop does not work on Apple watches. That's kind of their thing. They don't. So I'm really kind of stuck right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I would tell you what brothers in tech really suggest you should do is just go for it. Like, let's make, let's, let's make this two or three more episodes, you know, of you going through and getting frustrated and having some other piece. I mean, I'm, I'm expecting eventually you're going to need to replace the, you know, motherboard on this thing, the, uh, the processor, the memory, the, you know, mm -hmm. I just want, yeah, I just want to see you replace it all. Actually, I don't know. I'm frustrated. I don't, yeah. I, 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 I love tinkering with technology, Brian, but also it's a love-hate relationship and that my worst frustrations come from getting to a point like this where I have done my work, I've put in some hours to work on this, and I can't get it to work, and I don't have any other resource except to put more money into it, which I do not want to do. Yeah. So hmm. that, is the, that is the pain of a technology nerd. Um, so uh, just... I fix it. I know has a really, really good reputation, right? It, it do. does yep. a great job. Um, had you heard anyone else that had stressors no. like this and seen that and people were mainly saying this was pretty clean and everything works and. Oh no, everybody's loving the guide. Everybody says it's super easy and I've not found a single person anywhere on the internet <laughs> who has had this issue where mm. somehow this has become completely severed from that. And I can't find any P and I can't find mm -hmm. any reference to it anywhere. Now, the other thing about iFixit, I will say uh, as kind of a continuing on the recommendation here that I do really like is they not only have these guide step-by-step uh, -step guides on how to fix anything you may be looking to fix, but they also have, let me see if I can find it. 
um, teardowns, which is kind of nice. So basically what oh, this yeah. is, is like, look, if you're just, not, if you just want to know what all's in there and all yep. the pieces, you can actually watch a video and see them take it apart. Not for a purpose of fixing, just to show you every component inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Which was something I did after I had this problem. I'm like, okay, well, let me just kind of walk through and see if they mention or show that some element of this, there's a way it works together. And fortunately it didn't help me in my situation, but still very, very fun to watch. Everything has a repairability score. They give it as well. Meaning how easy is it to repair? A 10 is the uh, easiest to repair device. A one is the hardest near impossible to, re to repair. Mm -hmm. so they're saying the Apple watch seven was a repairability of six. Um, that has not been the case for me, um, <laughs> but for others, I'm sure it may be. Um, anyway, I just, I love, I fix it. It is a site that I do the minute I feel like I'm going to start to tinker with something, especially an Apple product or any kind of uh, portable technology. I will go here and just see, okay, what's going to yeah. be involved if I want to do this? If I want to replace my own battery on my iPhone, what am I looking at? What would be involved? Is this something I could do? Or should I send this off to somewhere to have it done? I do say if people are the kind of people who like tinkering, they like opening things up and figuring how things work, and they don't mind a little bit of risk you have to take when you do right. it, right? you will come out cheaper doing this yourself than you would sending it off to a company to do it for you. Um, but you just need to make sure you're willing, you're somebody who can follow instructions really good. Don't mind working in really, really small areas. I mean, the screws I had to get out of this Apple Watch are microscopic. I mean, honestly, hmm. I had to put them on a white sheet of paper when I took them out and just really clearly be able to see them. Otherwise, I would have lost them in a second. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just a lot of, there's a lot of trade-offs, but um, I, I find this to be fun when it works, which it does nine out of 10 times. This just happens to be the one time it did not. So um, anyway, iFixit.com is my recommendation. That's correct. Both okay. their website and also I do just kind of really love this little tool, the eye opener. It's really not that expensive for the whole kit, like 19 bucks to get the whole set. And that will help with your uh, uh, iPhone, Apple Watch, even an iPad if you had to do some repairs on it. This allows you to open those things up a lot easier. So uh that's my recommendations and nice. my troublesome story. So, hmm. well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I, I, I was anxious to hear because I knew you were, you were diving in, and it's certainly something I've thought about with a series three. You know, I have a four. I think um, that the battery life starts to get to where I yeah. maybe can't make it through a full day. I'm like, oh, could it be worth just an upgraded battery? Um, but yeah, that scares me. What what mostly scares me is doing that. I. I I feel good about trying that, especially if it's a watch that I don't feel like I can do anything else with unless I, you know, were to tinker with it. What I get nervous about is like losing the waterproof capabilities, right? Not oh, yeah. sealing it well, all that sort of stuff. No, that's but, a very yeah. good point. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that. That's the number one question people have when talking about repairing Apple watches is, do you lose any waterproofing? And they're pretty clear online and on iFixit saying, look, we can't guarantee you're still yeah. going to be able to keep it waterproof after that sure. because you are prying open something. And we guarantee you that you at home are not going to have the same devices to seal up that watch like the right. Apple plant did that made it. So, yeah. yeah, you do have to kind of accept that, look, I'm not going to be able to put this in the water. Look, I don't ever put my watch currently in the water. I just mm. don't. I just yeah. I don't trust it. I'm sure it would be fine. I just don't do it. So yeah. I'm already used to not doing it. This is, to me, still a free watch that I was given. So if I got this repair working, yes, I'll just know I'll just won't put it in water and I'll be fine. Sure. 
Yeah. Um, but I just have I have to have it working first. I don't yeah, know if you realize that point. an Apple a watch, any watch really, Apple any, uh, is only as functional as you being able to actually see anything on the screen. Um, you if know, you I haven't see thought about that screen, before. Hmm. It's really just kind of a glorified armband, and that doesn't quite justify the technology and the the, the cost of it originally. So, have you thought about putting you know, a Have you thought about putting a taking a sharpie and just painting on the a random time? Nick, so I like just all the time, there's something there. there. Yeah, five, it's like it's look, five o'clock. Look, yeah. Alan Jackson. That's my you know my, my country singer doppelganger. That's his song. It's five o'clock somewhere. So I can yeah, say, look, there you go. it's five o'clock. There you go. Yeah. It is five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> All right, Brad. Well, well, I'm tapped out. I'm done. Yeah. Have another, me, have another, yeah. Uh, let me let me finish on something a little bit sure. more positive yeah. here. Um, so uh, I want to share one more thing. Just a, a little app that I've been using and surprisingly have been uh, very uh, happy with. So, uh, Alan, I don't know if you've used Artifact before. So Artifact. Artifact. So Artifact, as you can see it over here on my one of my screens. Yeah. So Artifact is a is a newsreader, which you know I've I've been into before. I like you know Google News was always really good, but it always ended up leading me to lots of uh, paywalls and all sorts of stuff. And and I don't use Apple News because I don't pay for that. Um, so I've always been looking for something where I could read news. But I want I really wanted the app to itself to have some effective features for me to be able to read things later, be able to save things. Um, so I came across this artifact. And um, so as you see, it looks very similar to, I don't know, even like a like a Twitter, you know, where you might have different categories of things that you uh, uh, want to read. You know, it's mostly uh, articles. So when you set it up, when you go in, it says, tell us your likes, right? Like most news readers will do, tell us what you're interested in and we'll create um, different areas from that. But here's some of the cool things that I really like here, Alan. So let me let me show you. If I click on, um, let's just say I click on this second article, this Apple Insider article. <clears throat> so for one, it comes up and it really looks nice, right? It does mm -hmm. a nice kind of reader view of this article. Um, and so I can, at this point, I can save the article for later, just like you would anything else. I can bookmark it and say, I want to read it later. Uh, it'll save it in my um, in my save list. But what I like is up here up top, Alan, you see there's a couple of buttons there. One's the play button. So you're not going to be able to hear this, but I can click the play and it's reading me the article right now, which nice. is really nice, okay. right? Mm -hmm. So if I click on this, like you would any other you know, kind of music app or podcasting app, I can scan forward. Um, I can also, uh, let's see, yeah, scroll back and forth. I can change the um, the speech to be a different uh, speed. I can change it to a different voice, right, as to what I'm using, which is kind of nice. Um, I can also go up here and you see the stars up top there. So if I click on those, it will use AI to give me a little summary of the article, which is kind of slick too, right? Say you come across a really long article and you just want to know, like, is this really what I want to be reading? So you can click on the AI. Uh, you can also click on the three dots there and say, explain it like I'm five. Mm. <laughs> so it gives me a nice. much simpler way to understand this article. You can say I can also make it a poem. 
based on this. I don't know why it does that, but yeah, that's I haven't, like, haven't tried this part yet. But a little gimmicky, okay. but it's funny. Yeah, there's there's the poem that tells me about this uh, article, right? Yeah. So I can go through, and then as you see here, I can also uh, view the writer. I can view more articles from the writer, which is really nice. I can dislike it, of course, to say, don't show me more of these. Um, uh, change the font side out, that fun stuff. And then when I go back to the list, what I also really like, which a lot of them will do, is it grays it out to show that I've already read that one. Yeah, right. Nice. Which I really, I, re I really love that. Um, super slick. So and as you Fine. can see, it's still got the, the play at the bottom. So even I could go to an article, come back and search while I'm still listening to the art article uh, back in the background, which is kind of nice. Can I ask a question? Yep. So this is a um, like an Apple news type device yep. where you like go in tell it interest, yep. you tell it interest areas and it's pulling news sources for you. Correct. This is not where you go in and give it feeds you can news sources you can't okay. manual so i'm gonna i'm gonna click over here and i'm gonna go to my profile and to the settings gear and i can tell it my content preferences i can block certain publishers i can manage my paid subscriptions so if i actually have paid subscriptions to some of these right. i can okay. click them on which sure. is nice when i don't have them which is also nice that i don't get a lot of these paywalls yeah. because i'm not subscribed this is where you can manage your subscription I'm sorry, manager interest. Um, so it does allow you to go and kind of tweak what you're seeing, you know, mm -hmm. based on certain types of um, certain types of uh, sources uh, and making sure that that's there. You'll see that, you know, obviously this has just like it would on maybe a Twitter or something like that, or X, right? That you can go and see what are the headlines right now. You can also post things. That's the other part. It tries to make it more social where you're saying, let me post this other article that I just read and say that I'm promoting it now, or, mm. you know, you could take a poll, you could do something. Um, I haven't done any of that. Uh, I did like this link section, which was kind of nice too. And it just pulls up a bunch of links that it thinks of interesting that are coming in some of the other articles. So you can go straight to, you know, see what's, what's happening right now. Um, so, so far it's been, it's really, really slick in terms of the app itself, the way it works, you know, being able to like things, being able to listen to the, the playback of things, being able to get a quick summary of things. Um, yeah, so far, I, I mean, I, I always judge these by how, how nice the app looks and then how well it functions and meets kind of the way I like to read things. And this is certainly the nice, I, I'm trying to stay away from readers that will take me to a bunch of paywalls. I want to be able to block certain um, certain publishers or certain um, <clears throat> uh, content providers that I don't have access to and I'm not paying for because I hate to get there, read half the article, and then it says, oh, by the way, you've exhausted your you know one per month yeah. that we're going to give you. So, so far, this has been really good and allows me to kind of tweak things in. So uh, I'm going to keep keep playing with it. I have not checked. I just noticed the notification up there at the top. What is that? So I could turn on notifications about, I'm guessing, uh, let's do that and see what it's giving me. So no activity yet. So I could tell it, I'm assuming, oh, I guess that would be comments on my, my posts, my likes, that sort of stuff. But I was thinking yeah. maybe, um, uh, uh yeah, things that I may want to be notified about might be able to come sure. through. All right. So let me clarify my question a little bit. Um, 
But if I had a website that I wanted to follow the news from and I could, this isn't one where I could go in and put in manually a news source and say, hey, show me the news from there. And the only reason I ask is there's kind of two different news readers out there right now. There are the mm-hmm. ones that are going to pull in stuff for you like Apple's news does or it sounds like this does, which is great. I think most people want that, not have to go and find news sources and go and get every single one. I use a news reader called News Explorer, which is a little different in that you have to actually go in and tell it the news pages the news source website you want. you want to follow. Yeah. And it pulls news sources, news articles from there and kind of mixes them together into a digest you can read. So it's just two different styles of how you want to read news. If yeah. you want the news to come to you based on your interests and not have to worry about what source it's getting it from necessarily, yep. this looks really good. If yep. you're if you know the sites you go to, if there's like a dozen sites that this is where you like to read your news, it's wired news, it's yeah, you know, the New Republic news site, whatever it may be. And that would just be an RSS RSS reader, right? That's that right. you're yeah. you're just telling it yeah, here's where I want yeah. the links. But it's so I yeah, yeah, no, this is one where it it chooses the sources um, okay. which I prefer because I don't like to limit sure. to certain sources, right? If I do, I'll just I'll use their their app. But no, okay. this is an this is an aggregator. Um, but I think it, you know, provides a little bit of social elements to it. There is comments that can be read on there, which is kind of nice. Uh, you know, from, for right now I'm using, I'm using this for my news, but I'm using obviously threads is what I'm on right now for the social aspect of hearing people's comments on things. Um, which I'm, I'm trying to, trying to keep the balance of two things rather than, just going to a social media thing to be my news, which is what I was doing with Twitter before and became a yeah. nightmare. Um, so yeah, so far, so far so good. And like I said, yeah. I, what I love is just the cleanliness of the look and, you know, I love how it grays out what I've already read. So I don't have to click into something again. Um, I know I haven't been on it enough now to know like, how much do I need to massage it in terms of liking mm-hmm. things in terms of, you know, commenting on things and how that changes the algorithm. But uh, so far so good. So awesome. That's artifact that's artifact artifact. Let me put that up on the banner. Just so people on the video can see artifact is the name of the app that Brian yep. just recommended. So cool. Correct. So we had our recommendations, the website, ifixit.com as well as the mobile app, uh, artifact for kind of a news aggregator, uh, news reader for you. That's our recommendations. And then of course the rest of the episode was just, just us ranting about things uh, pretty much. Um, Brian almost got scammed out of a pretty big purchase or big item. I, uh, have completely demolished an Apple watch that probably worked fine before I got a hold of it. And now I've Taking it to or, a or did it, or did your son really just want to really mess with you and put you down a spiral? <laughs> no, no, look, I wore this Apple Watch for a couple of weeks when I, he first gave it to me. Uh, it was working, other than the battery just running out so quickly. So that was that was the thing. Hmm. Uh, no, it was pretty much when I sliced this thing open. I, <laughs> I think the razor blade, I might have not been as careful with the cutting around it, and I might have done some other things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something happened, and yeah, my watch is now dead, or not not functioning as a watch anymore. So. Maybe you should maybe you should talk with Pi and see like what Pi thinks you want to do at this point. 
and see like you know should you mail it in should you should you should you give up should you not give up okay well hold on uh let me see if pi has um weigh the pros and cons of a decision that sounds like the okay. kind of tactic let's i want to take it. here let's do it i'm gonna say what's the decision you're facing well pi i was gifted an apple watch recently and noticed the battery uh, ran out quickly. Yep. So I opted to buy a new battery and then took it upon myself to open my Apple Watch and try to replace it. However, now after doing that, this is very detailed. That my Apple Watch screen no longer comes on. Should I abandon my efforts to repair this watch, or should I invest in a new screen to further my attempts to make this work? Yeah, I was you really just—I was really just hoping you would type in like, "Should I or should I not?" and just see if it would do like a magic eight ball. But um, okay, here we go. He says, "Oh my, Alan, sounds like a case of DIY gone awry." <laughs> Opening an Apple Watch is a risky endeavor. It's like trying to perform open heart surgery on a microchip. I don't want to be a wet blanket, but given your current situation, I'd say your best bet is to cut your losses. Replacing the screen on an Apple Watch can be a complex and pricey endeavor, and there's no guarantee it will fix the issue. He's right. He's absolutely right. <laughs> you might be better off using the money for a new watch. It would probably be less of a headache. God, he gets me. He, I'm he's telling right. you, Pi, Pi's there. I'm, I may actually see if there's a way I can put Pi in my menu bar so it's just there all the time, right? Just go ahead and chat throughout my day. I'd like to chat with them a lot more than I do. Some I mean, in all seriousness, that answer, it was, right. you know, it's, it's not a cookie cutter answer. It was, it, it had a logical point to it. Um, and he, they even said, there's no guarantee it'll fix the issue, which he's right. I don't know if that's going to fix the issue. God, pie, man, pie gets pie is Pie is a lot smarter than we are. I'm just going to keep pie open in a window on my computer all day. I'm just, telling you. That's that's I think that's the key. Yep. I do have Why another uh, I have another pick I can give in the future that allows you to do that, by the way. Um keep a website in your menu bar so you can just kind of quickly open it up each time you want. But no, I think it's good. Yeah, I like right. I like it. Yep. Okay. Well that I is like so bring down our artifact. So pi.ai is the winner of this episode. Yeah. Good recommendation. Well done. And uh, already helping me out with my awesome. Life. So it's great. <laughs> All right, Brian, I think that wraps us up. We have ranted and recommended enough. Uh, what's what's the what's the deal? If somebody wants to chat with us or talk to us, what, what do they yeah, do? Yeah, send us, send us an email uh, at info at the mesh.tv. Yeah. And if you've got some uh, experiences, some advice for uh, keeping the scammers away or for fixing a, a watch or for uh, ways of having advice through a, a, a website, um, or if you happen to know who won the Virginian 
Virginia Carolina game over the weekend that you could kind of let me know about. I don't know who that was. Um, Alan, do you know? Do you know? No, no, I, I'm pretty they sure didn't. we didn't play this weekend. Okay. Well, I can, I can tell you, you didn't play uh, very much, but um, then send us an email. And uh, you can also go to our website, which I think Alan's been working on, but I don't know, uh, at okay. www.brothers-in-tech.com and find out uh, previous episodes. And The Brothers in Tech website at least has all episodes uh, up in there right now. Uh, I'm still uh, making a few more adjustments, but I mean, if you just want to listen to any old episode, it is there. I'm basically just having to go through and add the video to a lot of those episodes so people can see the video side if they want to watch the video instead of playing the audio side. Um, cool. Yeah. And then um, I'm setting it up to where we can just go in and make some more regular posts and make the website more than just showing our video and audio podcast and be a little more, a little more interactive. But uh, nice. in the meantime, still, you want to check out any old episode, Brothers in Tech, Brothers in, brothers-in-tech.com is where to go. So, yeah. Yeah. all right. All right. Wrap it up then. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Brian. Good talking to you. I'm going to go and chat with Pi, my my new best friend. I am too. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if Pi talks with other Pi about us (laughs) behind the scenes. There's this guy that came in with this problem. Keeps complaining. Can you you believe he's trying to fix his own Apple Watch? That is near stupid. Jeez. So, yeah, anyway. All right. Got to roll. All right. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.